Welcome to Marketing for Your Boring Business, presented by All-in-One Social Media, where marketing professionals and industry leaders discuss what you can do to help your message get seen in a cluttered newsfeed. Join us each week to learn more about social media, online marketing, trending topics, and tips to grow your online marketing efforts. Now here's your host, Desiree Martinez. Welcome to another episode of Marketing for Your Boring Business, helping your message get seen in a cluttered newsfeed. Today, I'm talking with Bella Vasta, the owner and dynamic personality behind Jump Consulting. After starting her pet sitting business after attending college, she was able to grow her business to a national and local award-winning company. Through the years, Bella has not only blazed her own trail through the pet sitting industry, but she's been able to carve out her own path that many eventually would follow. After she gave birth to her micro preemie baby in July of 2014, she was able to sell her business for over six figures and now lives out her passion to be a mom and wife and then inspire, motivate, and challenge business owners through her coaching. She has created the name Dump Consulting after jumping out of a perfectly good airplane at 13,000 feet. Bella is a wonderful friend of mine and I have loved watching her adventure and story unfold from being a pet sitter going through her marriage, and have and giving birth to a baby that is the size of a dollar bill. She has done so many amazing things, and I really think that she is going to really help your business grow and flourish so that you're able to let go of some of the things that you know you need to do but don't necessarily have time to do or want to do. So let's get going and dive right into this week's episode. Today we have Bella Vesta from Jump Consulting on with us. She is not only one of my very wonderful friends, but she's also the dynamic personality behind the one-woman coaching company, Jump Consulting. Uh, Bella gave birth to a 12-ounce baby, and she ran and grew her business from a NICU. And how did she do that? Through delegating. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what you think helps businesses with marketing so they can delegate out their, their tasks? Um, yeah, so delegation is a hard thing, Desiree, because a lot of people, they're control freaks. I mean, let's face it. That's why we are business owners. And because we're control freaks, we don't want to give anything away. But what a lot of us don't realize until you start delegating is that the only way you can grow is to delegate. I mean, think about it. If you're a business that has employees or contractors or th- things already, I mean, In my world, you can't be a pet sitter to 100 clients. You need pet sitters to help you do that. And I'm sure that all of your boring business owners are listening and they all have, you know, different things that they need to do in their business. I mean, essentially, you you first are doing it all yourself. You're wearing all these different hats. Arguably, you kind of have a job. And then when you put yourself at the pinnacle of that triangle, if you will, and you start delegating down and you start having different maybe departments or people to help you do things, that's when it really flourishes because then you can start focusing on the things that you love to do and hiring your weakness. So delegation is something that if an entrepreneur can't learn how to do it, Desiree, they're going to fail. Like you, there's no possible way you can do it all on your own. Yeah. I always think it's super silly that people like lawyers, dentists, all these businesses, they have a job. Like they were trained to be doctors or trained to yes. be dentists running a business. I don't even think that's probably a course they had in college. It's not like, hey, let's put down that scalpel and figure out how a uh, 401k works and what a 1099 is. And let's talk about yeah. bookkeeping and stuff. I'm pretty sure everyone was sort of like falling asleep or dropped out right then and there. Because they go into business because of a skill that they have. And all the other stuff just is 
that has to happen to go along with it. That's a really good point that you make because like lawyers and dentists, they're like a trade, right? That is their profession. That's what they do. They are not like an entrepreneur who's just started a business. They have, they are the worker bee, you know, they need, that's why they have a front desk manager because they can't put down that scalpel and thank you for calling dentist ABC, you know? Yeah, no, it's so true. They can't do the cold calling. They don't. So I think that more entrepreneurs need to kind of embrace the idea of maybe how like a doctor's office practice works where you have your doctor that does their job, the thing that they love to do, that they're trained to do, and then they have people that take care of the other stuff for them. You know, their billing, their appointments, their taxes, their marketing, all that other kind of stuff. One could also argue that you're doing your clients a disservice by trying to do all of it. Because then you can't give all of what you have to the good things that you do because so much of your energy or time or resources is spent also trying to be the master of all skills. And we all know what happens when that happens. Like you just crumble or you don't grow. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, growth is the number one objective here. Getting more clients is the number one objective here. Being able to have, you know, a demand on your services so you can increase your pricing is an important part of doing it too. So... What are some things that business owners can do to start delegating out things? Like, how would you suggest that they start? That's a great question. I want them to understand that the first time they delegate anything, it's going to (laughs) suck. I mean, it just is because we all have to learn how to delegate. And I also want to warn people of something else. The first time you do it, don't be surprised if you don't get back what you think you want. Right. And then don't get discouraged by it. Because like anything in life, it takes a lot of practice of communication. I could tell you, Desiree, I want you to draw a blue hexagon. And maybe it's really a circle. Or maybe you don't know what a hexagon is. Maybe I don't say it has six sides. I need a square that, or I need a blue thing that has six sides. And you give me back a circle. And then I say, well, Desiree can't do it because Desiree doesn't understand, right? We have to take ownership of our delegation and how we're communicating what we're giving to people. Because if we're not getting back what we need, we need to give them an opportunity to fix it. We need to give them an opportunity to understand, you know what, like some of my favorite, I say this all the time, you know what, Desiree, I'm really sorry. I kind of slacked on being a good leader or articulating what I need. You didn't do anything wrong at all. Can we try this again, but do it this way? Yeah. And if you can wrap your mind around that, I think designers and maybe even your all-in-one social media, you know, you have that too. You're like, okay, you didn't like it, but what didn't you like? And if you're going to delegate, that is kind of the unsexy part of it. And, and and that's the tough part because you really do have to be able to self-reflect, okay? Mm-hmm. And I, I actually kind of think the people that can understand themselves the best and that have the more control over their own life and who they are and what they want are often really good delegators because they've practiced looking deep inside of themselves and analyzing what's working and what's not working. Um, It is not the job of the person that you delegate to, to get inside of your head. Now, a good one should be able to ask you the right follow-up questions. You know, well, did you like the style of it? Or did you not like the colors or the feel or what about it didn't feel sexy to you, you know, or what about it felt boring to you, right? (laughs) Um, You know, they, they should be able to prompt you with some questions maybe if they're like really great, but there's a lot of responsibility on the delegate or side to properly communicate your message and in writing 
and B is so specific. And this is something that I really sucked at when I first started. It sucked so bad that it was almost debilitating that I said, you know what? No one can do this. I can only do this. I have to do it all. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs go through that, Desiree. Yeah. I, uh, I went to art school for college. And one of the things that we constantly were going through was criticism and critique. Mm-hmm. So you're like, okay, we sat in a class for four hours and we learned all the things. I'll go home and paint a masterpiece. Like it's kind of like yeah. how our assignments were. And when we would come back, they'd bring them back and they'd be like, yeah, this is terrible. What were you even thinking? And a lot of, and it gets really discouraging after a while, for sure. But you have to take it to the next step. So if you have, you know, my teacher would say, like, okay, this isn't there yet. And this is what you did good. And this is what you need to fix. So go rework yeah. it and try again and bring it back next week. And every iteration gets better and better. And so I learned how to take criticism, but I also learned how to properly explain to someone what's working and what's not working so that they can have time to become the person I need them to be. And I know that Uh anytime I bring on a new contractor, I'm not going to be like, okay, here's 20 accounts. Good luck. Have fun. You know, I (laughs) I start them off with like maybe two or three and we go through a lot of training and I handhold them through the process and we do, you know, go over really specific hashtags and stuff because someone can have a skill set. But being able to apply them for my business's needs, the way my business does things, is going to be totally different than maybe how they did it for the company that literally might have done the exact same thing I've done. So it's a matter of taking the time to mold somebody in your image, essentially. (laughs) So I I think that's a million percent agree with you. (laughs) I love that because I think what your listeners might actually be hearing, too, is that they could have confidence in you because not only do you know how to properly communicate to your contractors, but because you went through such that rigorous, like it's not there yet. And all of that, like, you know, uh, struggles <laughs> in class that perhaps your clients might find a lot of peace of mind, knowing that you can help guide them through this difficult process. Because sometimes people would shy away too, Desiree by saying, you know what? No, that wasn't good. And I don't really know how to explain to you why it wasn't good. And your background can help them with that. Yeah. And and it has been helpful for sure. But what's actually on the receiving end of it, part of being a client of all one is that they have to fill out a questionnaire and tell, tell us about their business. It's literally the most important part of the entire service because they need to tell us who they are and what they're about. And I get back some pretty gnarly stuff. And it's like, it's not filled out. It's half hard. Oh, just talk about legal stuff. See my website. See my website. See my website. And I'm like, that's not going to help me. And so we work with what we have. And then, you know, like, oh, this isn't how I would say things. This isn't the right information. This is this. I'm like, well, this is what you gave me to work with. So why don't we really hone in on what you want? And let's let's try this again. Right. You know, it's, it's, it, I totally get it. And I think that a lot of business owners just get so wrapped up. Like, I just want it done. Just do it. Refer to this one thing that I did as the answer for everything. And that's not going to help, especially with marketing, because marketing is your business. It's your face. It's your brand. It's your voice. And so it's really important to make sure that you not know, you're finding the right people to do it, but that it's done well. Take the time so that it can save you time later. Wonderful. So, <laughs> so where do you suggest people start? Like, how would someone get started with delegating out their marketing or other parts of their Um, business? 
I would say they should start small, you know, like really small things. Just get practice because you got to understand that you're going to be practicing trying to communicate what it is that you need. Um, so don't start out giving like a massive project to someone and just think that you're giving this off and it's going to be done. And I, oh, Bella and Desiree said Des- delegate. So I am right. <laughs> I, I think it would be great if you start off pretty small and um, maybe that could be posting on Facebook you know, the first 30 days, you know, and see how that goes and give them feedback every Friday, have a feedback Friday with them, like a 10 minute, like checking in, like, this is what I liked. This is what I didn't like. This is where I want to go next week. Another small thing. I'm trying to think of like marketing stuff. They could do some Canva images for you. Maybe just small little things, you know, that you could just start off small so that eventually you're building up to the point where you can just like, hand it off to them and be like, Hey, I have this blog. I need that cover. So every time you see a new blog being scheduled to post in WordPress, that's your cue to make a cover or something, you know, you, and then you can systemize it. Mm-hmm. But I would, I would just start really small with something that won't screw your business up <laughs> by your trial and error. Mm-hmm. So what should someone look for in a person to delegate their work to, not just for marketing, but for any part of the business? What is it that they think should be top of mind? Yeah. Um, well, you hit the nail on the head earlier, Desiree, when you said you knew how to take criticism. I think that's really important because the person needs to understand that they're not directly criticizing them. So someone that doesn't, you know, take things too personally, someone that um, you can see that they've got street cred or they've got stuff that's talked about for their work. Someone that obviously replies to you very fast or sets proper expectations. You know, you know what to expect from them. They're almost forethinking and they know what questions to ask you. And you might not know what to tell them, but they know, okay, now, does this work for you when this happens? Or would you like something kind of like this and send you a link? You know, people that are, they don't take it personal, I think, is the biggest thing, the very biggest thing, and then expectations on the communication. And we're not all perfect, Desiree, and things happen, right? Like, our kids get sick, or things just happen, things change. So being able to communicate the change of expectation is also equally as important, because we're, things are going to change and evolve. What do you think the responsibilities are for the business owner when they are delegating out their tasks? What's expected of, of the business owner, us as business owners? What what accountability so, do we have? I think, so like me as, an, as a business owner, and I delegate a lot of stuff to my team, that's the right perspective, right? Mm-hmm. I want to make sure I'm going to go in the right direction. So what I always try to do is I say, okay, Desiree, I want you to do X, Y, Z. It's a high, medium, low priority. I I only want you to spend one hour on it or a half hour if I'm, if you're billing me by the hour or check in with me when you get to an hour and show me what you've got. So I kind of give them expectations of it and check back with me by tonight or by Wednesday or something like that. Because if you don't do that and you just leave it up to guessing, they could all of a sudden be charging up five or 10 hours on the clock. Or they could be like, oh, well, I just figured I'd contact you when I was done. And you're sitting over in La La Land wondering what the hell is going on, right? So if you could delegate, um, or they're like, well, I thought I'd get to that next week. And you're like, no, I needed that like yesterday. So I think you've got to figure out, you've got to communicate, um, how long you want them to work on it, what level of priority and, and like checking in, like when is the due date or yeah, yeah. That kind of thing. Awesome. Well, I think that's really important for 
any project in any way. So that's really great that you map that out. And I'm pretty sure that that set expectation is also really important. I know like when I went to my graphic design team, like we established like what they need from us from ordering and, and like I deliver to them the same way every time. And even when they have like a change in designers and stuff like that, I make sure that we reestablish the expectation and stuff. So I can see from experience that that is very true that you should do those <laughs> things. So awesome. Well, do you have any other final notes or piece of information that boring business owners could use to help grow their business and, and help delegate out things so they're able to thrive? I would want to leave your listeners with this. If you do think that your business is boring, then you definitely need someone who can make it sexy. And that means it's not you. So learn how to delegate, find someone that you believe in that you want to work with and work with them. And I would totally recommend obviously you. (laughs) (laughs) We can only help with a small part of that. But yeah, I I agree with helping in all so many ways. I know that even for all in one, we delegate out a lot of our tasks and, now that we're taking on more marketing, we have more things to delegate out. So That's awesome. That's so cool. So, well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. Bella, Can you? how can people reach you, find you, learn from you? For sure. They can go to uh, bellavasta.com and they can catch me there or they could go to jumpconsulting.net. Awesome. And I also have this if you're really interested in what she's got going on to follow her on Instagram at bellavasta. She does awesome stories all the time where she's talking about life and business and her super cute kid. So, all right. Well, thanks for taking the time to talk with me today, Bill. I really appreciate it. For sure. Thanks, Desiree. Bye. Thanks for listening to Marketing for Your Boring Business. If you like this episode, please leave a review on iTunes or share this episode on social media. Want more? Subscribe to automatically get the latest episodes of Marketing for Your Boring Business. This podcast is presented by All in One Social Media. All the social media your business needs starting at $125 a month.